Oh my god, what's up party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Andy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter, or you can find me at Romancing Nancy on Twitter, if you're so inclined, and if it still exists when you're listening to this. This week's episode is The Crooked Bannister, which has the weirdest cover of a mystery stories, I'm gonna say. It is violently pink, like just relentlessly pink with no explanation like pink is not significant in this book at all um nancy's in the like i guess she's in the foreground like she's weirdly disembodied because there's a banister wrapping around her because banister reasons and then there's a robot behind her who looks like 19 like late 60s robot honestly this was published in 1971 so that makes sense um he's got like glowing yellow eyes and weird robot hands and he he looks vaguely menacing and also the railing behind her is all jaggedy which yes that's on brand but it's it's just real real weird as a cover also she's got like lapels and a necklace like she looks like she's ready to go to a job interview she there's no job interviews in this book okay so um while reading this i was like oh i figured it out the main character is Elon Musk, so I shall be referring to him as that. His name is Raleigh Bannister, and he refers to himself as the Crooked Bannister, which is where the name of this book comes from, but he's Elon Musk to us. Yeah. I was like, is he also Elrond? And I think that he's also, he's both, but he's more Eloning. He's, he's Eloning. Okay, so, um, Carson comes in, and he's like, hey, girl, um, I have a mystery, and Nancy's like, bitch, I'm here for it. What is it? So, Carson has two clients who have, well, it's a married couple, who are accusing a guy of swindling them out of money. And it's it's Elon. I mean, it's his uh, banister. It's Elon. Um, Elon has sold them some land in Arizona. Like, it, very nice of him. He was like, it's dirt cheap. You're going to enjoy it. So, like, they actually went out there because he had a business trip. So, he went out there and... It's on an Indian reservation. Um, they use the word Indian throughout the book. So just so you know that. And they were like, oh, shit, this isn't ours. Like, this can't be ours. This is not how this works. So they're going to find him because they want their money back, of course, because the like the property is not theirs. Clearly never was theirs. Clearly never could have been theirs. So he's just been like doing all sorts of random weird scams, Elon. So... <laughs> So they want to go out there and confront him. The good news, uh, Carson has found out, is that somebody has arrested him. And he is currently being held in jail um, on charges. And so this will be pretty easy. He, they can go out there. And what actually, they wanted him to basically go to the guy and say, look, we found out what you did. We want our money back. Because they got scammed. And like legally, Carson throughout the book is like, if you get scammed, it's kind of on you. Which is shitty. But anyway, so they're like, you have to... Like, for example, they could not sue the Indian reservation because they weren't involved. Like, if somebody's misrepresenting somebody else, you can't sue the people they were misrepresenting. So, anyway, so you have to confront the person who scammed you directly. So, they go out there. Um, it, It's in, like, Mountainville because the Harriet, the Harriet, um, was not real super up on naming things. It's kind of like the city of Townsville from Powerpuff Girls. Anyway, so they go out there, and the husband can't go, but the wife can go, and Carson's like, Nancy, will you come with me? And she's like, so you want to make it a threesome? And I was like, I'm going to die right here in front of you. Please never, ever do that again. 
Anyway, so they stay at a hotel in Mountainville. Each one of them is in a separate room. I was like, correct. Also, if Ned were there, like, you know where my head would be at, but not yet. Not yet, honey. Wait for it. So, um, the carriers, which that's the married couple's name, um, though they like, I think that like they check into their rooms, they unpack things and the wife has like deeds to the fake deeds. Um, Carson has some other stuff that's related to it. Like they've got a bunch of papers in their room or whatever they unpack, they're going to dinner. Um, Carson calls the jail to like see if they can come by or whatever. And he finds out that dude has skipped bail. Um, his brother and sister made bail for him and he skipped out. And they were like, oh, snap. But they do know where he lives. Like, he apparently lives in town. So that's convenient. Um, but then um, I think actually what happens is they go out to see the sister who made bail. Because they, like, want to see if she's if she knows anything about him, about his whereabouts, if she seems to be, like, in cahoots. Such a fun word. So... Um, she's really nice, actually, Mrs. And her name is not Mrs. Bannister because no, she's she didn't marry into the family anyway. She married somebody else, but anyway, the um, damn it, what is her? She's mentioned throughout the book, and I've I've completely forgotten her name. I'm gonna call her Martha. Um, I don't fucking remember. Martha is like, yeah, he ain't. I don't think he's ever coming back. And I was like, that feels sketch. Like, how would you know that? Just, he's skipped bail and he's never coming back. And she was like, he's always been like a headache to the entire family. Like, the rest of us are trying to make a living. Thomas is the brother. And Thomas is, like, good as, you know, honest, upright, hardworking, etc. All all the Protestant work ethic values. Um and he looks very similar to Elon. So there's that that's happening throughout the book, um, which I was like, okay, so you can impersonate him, which actually does happen. But anyway, um, so they got to see her and she's like, well, I have a key to the house. Like he gave me a key to the house and he told me to, that basically it was in my care now. And that was part of the reason why she thinks he's never coming back. Um, so they're like, can we go out to the house and like check on it or whatever? And she's like, yeah, let's just go in the morning. Um, when they get back to the hotel, the hotel's on fucking fire, um, which made me think of the X-Files pilot. It, I was like, oh, memories. Um, yeah, only that, only their rooms were on fire. And when they go into the rooms, like all their clothes are completely soaked because of course the firefighters got there, but their papers are gone. Like they're not charred, they're gone. And so they report this to the fire chief and he was like, so it's a case of arson. And I was like, Clearly, like, did you think that everybody was just doing a bunch of like freebasing in those three rooms? Maybe a, a tiny meth lab. Anyway, so, so of course they're fucking mad because the wife is like, okay, all the papers that I had to prove that we had been scammed were in that room. So that fucking sucks. So she's she's deeply sad, which of course she is. Um. So the next day they talk to, and this is the bad thing, like, because the, I think the wife was there when they were talking to the sister, Um, the scammed wife was talking to the scammer's sister. Like, she's like, look, we have bailed him out of so much shit. And then we put up bail for him to get, and he skipped it. So, and she's like, we're, we're pretty much done. Like son of a bitch. And they can't make restitution for all this stuff. Like they just, they just don't. Um, the sisters actually moved into the parents' house after they died. So, like, she she's like, hey, shit, I, I'm really sorry. I, I wish I could tell you. Like, we all wish that he had been a better person. 
So the next day they go out to the house and she's never been there. Um, he's never invited her out there. So she was kind of surprised about all this. The, the sister was Elon's sister. So they go out there. The house is like fucked as shit. The house is, looks like Elon's car truck thingy, like his electric truck or whatever the fuck that thing was that looked like he made it out of like, if you crossed a DeLorean with a Lego set with, for a five-year-old. Um, yeah, the house looks like that. So it's jaggedy as hell. Like there's no straight lines. I was like, so you're telling me the structurally, this is unsound. Um, yeah. So they go up to the door. They're like, and it has a fucking moat around it because he is extra as hell. It, this is all you, Elon. Again, I was like, I'm, there are, there's some Elroning happening, but it's a lot of Elon where it's like, I have an overinflated sense of self and what I'm doing, which again, Elron. Anyway. There's a moat. There is a moat around the house and with a little like retractable bridge thing, which they're like, this seems sketchy, but they go across it. There's no railing on it either because why the fuck would you have railing? Because live fast and die young is Elon's motto. So you go across the moat and then there's the door and they ring. They Actually, there is no doorbell. You ring the knocker and there's a voice that comes up and it says, Mr. Bannister is not home. Please come back later. And Nancy was like, who said that and so they do it it's the same voice it's like a robotic voice so so he has like a little uh, he made himself a little rain cam in 1971 so that he could like just be like we're not a home fuckers so that's fun so nancy's like okay well i guess we should just come back later now, Nancy and her dad do see somebody running away from the house, and when they come back with a sister who has the key to the door so that they can actually get in, um, I don't think they see anybody running away from the house at that point, but she's like, yeah, he's, he's fucking gone. Again, she's never been inside. They open the door. It's got turrets. That house has turrets. I was like, with maybe uh, machine guns. I don't know. Elon. So they go into the house and like, there's a central staircase, which is like the focal point of the entire like entrance area and it is jacked as hell like it's just all jagged lines and there's nothing straight about it and it's all uncentered and uneven and Nancy's like I hate this this is garbage um it's got like gold and black wallpaper on the entrance hall which I was like okay that's fine like uh, you know you can do that classy but like ooh. also as soon as they walk in like a robot just whizzes by and they're like what the fuck was that it's a, like, adult human-sized robot that's just having fun, just having a day. So they go inside, and, like, they, they're trying to see, like, what the robot's doing, because they're like, I'm not sure about this. The sister especially is like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like, my brother had a weird sense of humor, y'all, um, and he scammed a bunch of people. Um, there's a picture at the front door with, like, seven serpents, and all of them are eating poisonous things. Like again, like, it feels like a thing in a Nancy Drew book that would be, like, a secret code or something, but anyway, um, so they look around the house, they, the staircase is, weird. like, you have to really pay attention to what you're doing, it also doesn't seem to be, like, centered around anything, like, there's no, like, supporting shit happening, it's just real, real weird and haphazard, and it looks like you're gonna fall down, um, Carson goes upstairs and like very carefully and he's looking around and he's like, yeah, these are just like normal-ish looking bedrooms. When they go into his room though, like the main, the master bedroom, um, Nancy's like, there is a peak in the middle of the bed, which is making the bedspread poke up. And I was like, 
I don't know if you want to pull back that curtain. Maybe he was in a weird sex shit. Um, but when they do, it's like an adjustable mattress, like, a you know, the ones that you can elevate or lower the head or the knees or whatever. And she was like, yeah, he, he probably would have slept like that. And I was like, you're making it sound weird. And I also like, just, just weird, but okay, it's fine. Um, yeah. But they don't, and his clothes are like, his closets do not appear to be empty in any way. Like there's no empty hangers that like his wardrobe seems to be intact. They're like, yeah, this, this definitely makes it look like he skipped town very quickly and didn't pack anything ahead of time. So there's that. Um, let me think the robot, I think they hear like this crash and they go in the kitchen and the robot's on the floor with his head off. And they're like, that's weird. So they're like, okay, Nancy's like, I've got a feeling that the robot's going to be important here. And you're like, well, the robot is on the cover, so I'm inclined to agree with you. So she asked the sister, she's like, is there somebody around here who could probably fix the robot? And she's like, yeah, there's a really good electrician. And I was like, how does, okay, maybe he was an electrician during the war. I don't know. I don't know how you determine, like, yeah, he kicks ass at electrics. Anyway, it's fine. He does electrics for the town. So they call dude who does electrics and he's like, yeah, I'll be right out. And they also have to call somebody else. Oh, they have to call in somebody who does woodworking because of something Nancy finds later. So, um, the other thing that happens is of course Ned comes to visit, but I think that this happens like later in the book. Um, Carson has to go back home. Um, again, all of his papers that were related to the case were stolen. Um, the, you know, their hotel rooms were burned. They had to, like, buy stuff from the gift shop so that they would actually have clothes to wear. Um, she got, the wife goes home because she's like, well, um, I, I got nothing now. Um, so Nancy's basically left by herself and her father's like, I will let you stay here and work on the mystery if you get Bess and George out here. And Nancy's like, Psh, done. So she calls them and they're like, yeah, hell yeah, we'll be on the next bus. <laughs> I was like, how are y'all going to have a car? But Carson um, took the bus back home. And so, yeah. So, Nancy's got her dad's car. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Bess and George get out there. And they have they all stay in the same room. And Nancy's really excited about her friends coming. Because she's like, yeah, we can get back on the case. I was like... Because um, the sister agreed to let Nancy have the key to the house. So, that she'd be able to go back and forth, basically. But... Also, Carson was like, you need to be really careful at this place. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. So please, like, take people with you. Because, again, it seems kind of sketch. So he's like, that's what he asks. And she's like, that's fine. So she's waiting for Bess and George at the... I think that actually, like, a relative of theirs is supposed to drop them off. And so she's waiting for them, like, near the hotel. When um, this guy walks up to her and he's like, hey, I know you from Emerson College. And Nancy's like... I don't know you, though. And he's like, hey, my name is Clyde Mead. And I was like, also, he's like, do you feel bad about the plight of the Indians? And he's, of course, talking about Native Americans. And Nancy looks at him and she's like, I feel sorry for you because your face is gone. Like, you need a meal. She does nothing about this, though, which I was like, that's interesting. The So he's talking about um, Native Americans in Arizona and the land that was sold to the carriers was in Arizona. And I was like, do you feel like this could be important? But she's like, he's just an asshole. He like keeps harassing her. He's she's like, I'm I need to go back to my hotel. And he's like, Oh, me too. And so he like follows her in there. And she's like, I'm I'm just gonna get some like he attaches himself to her and will not let go. 
And Nancy's like, I'm, I'm not here. She does everything that she can, like, while still being polite to basically tell the guy to fuck off. Like, and he actually, like, takes her arm at one point, and she's like, well, I don't want to make a scene, but, like, I'm going to try to get myself out of this as soon as possible. And I was like, girl, just kick him in the shin! But she does not. Anyway, they get back to the hotel, and because they, Bess and George, see Nancy with the guy, they think that he's okay. And so he's like, oh, hey, my name is Clyde. And so he shakes hands with him, and they're like, oh, okay, hi. Like, you know, that he's connected to the case somehow. And Nancy's, like, fuming because she is so fucking mad about this. She's like, oh, my God, this is just absolute garbage. So as soon as she can, like, she gets the two girls cut down, and she's like, okay, we got to go, bye, and, like, gets them upstairs as soon as she can. And George is like, who was that asshole? And Nancy's like, exactly. And Bess is like, I thought it was fine. And Nancy's like, no, because, like, they go to lunch, and he, like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna sit at your table, and Nancy's, like, fuming, but she's, like, she feels like she can't do anything about it, especially because Bess, like, apparently not quite has a crush on him, but, like, feels bad about it, because he's doing the Sally Struthers things, where he's like, these orphans, they need your help, and Bess is like, oh my god, these orphans need my help, and Nancy's like, as soon as he's, like, as soon as they get Bess away from him or he, like, leaves the table for some reason, they're like, Bess, he's probably trying to scam you. And Bess is like, you don't know that. And Nancy's like, we're in a book of mine. I feel that it is a strong possibility that he's trying to scam your ass. So, um, they're, they're like, trying really hard to dissuade her from doing anything. But, like, later on that day, she's like, I know that you guys were, like, really down on this, but I gave him some money to give to an Indian orphan. And they're like, honey, son of a bitch. Like, in exchange for what? And Bess is like, he says that um, the child that I'm helping is going to write me a letter. And George is like, you know that he can forge that, right? You know that he can just... And Bess is like, he wouldn't do that. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like... Son of a bitch, Bess. Anyway, so they take, um, all three of them go out to the house to check it out. Bess is like, I don't, I don't like this house, which again, reasonable. Elon makes weird decisions. Um, they talk to the siblings. Oh my God. Um, they're at the hotel and I think this is actually before Bess and George even have shown up. And they're like, Nancy's at the hotel and somebody calls her room and she's like, hello, who is this? And they're like, this is the brother of Elon. And Nancy's like, oh, hey. And he's like, um, my family doesn't want you to have anything to do with this, so please just leave the case alone and go home. And Nancy's like, okay. And then she hangs up the phone and calls her dad, and her dad's like, well, if he says that he doesn't want us on the case, like, uh, you know. But Nancy's like, yeah, that, let me just check with the sister. So she calls the sister, and she's like, yeah, I just caught a call from my brother, and he said that he didn't want us working on the case. And, and she said, he wouldn't have said that. Like, he was excited to meet you. So, Nancy's like, that's weird. Do you have his number? So, she calls the brother, and she's like, hey, you just talked to me on the phone. And he's like, no, I didn't. And Nancy's like, okay, you said to not do the case. And he's like, no, I want you to do the case. And Nancy's like, oh, okay. So, it was Elon. Elon was calling and being like, so, no, no to all this. He was getting, he was doing a bunch of subtweets. So, Nancy was like, okay, so we're, we're still in the case. We're fine. We're fine. It's fine. So, um, Bess and George go out with her to the house. Um, when they go over the, this is the weird thing. When they go over the water, and I think this is the first time they go over the water. It happens multiple times in the book. Um, the water's on fire, appears to be on fire, which Nancy looks at it and she's like, well, if somebody throws oil on the water and then sets fire to it, that it will appear to be on fire for a certain length of time. Like, 
it's nothing supernatural. It's just, you know, a thing. And Bess is like, I'm still not here for it. Oh my God. And again, who can blame her? Uh, (laughs) She's making correct judgments. Nancy actually, like, the sister is like, I'm afraid that somebody's going to rip off the house because, you know, nobody's here and other than the robot. And Carson's like, okay, well, let's call, like, a, a watchman service, like, somebody who can post a security guard. So she calls, and when the guy, the guy's like, let me check around. And when he calls her back, he's like, yeah, nobody's going out of the house. No one, no one I called would go out there. Like, they are all, like, hell no. And Carson's like, well, if not even Night Watchmen will come out here, then that's a pretty good indication that probably burglars wouldn't either. And the sister's like, yeah, that's fair. So they're all poking around in the house, looking around at stuff, trying to see if there's any, like, secret passages or weird things hidden or whatever. And then all of a sudden they hear, like, Nancy and, oh, this is the electrician who was called to repair the robot. The electrician was like, oh, yeah, I can fix this. He's got cassette tape inside him. The robot does. And, um... I'm sorry. The, yeah. Yeah. Like, remember the head fell off. And so they were like, yeah, it's not working anymore. So, um, so the electrician has been working on it. He gets it back together. Nancy goes in there to check on him. And then Bess and George hear Nancy scream and they go back in there and the robot has choked out the electrician has also like squeezing Nancy till she fucking passed out. So she's like slumped over in the robot's arms and they're like, son of a bitch. And so George goes in there and like fucking, I can't remember what she uses, but she finds something heavy and, like, knocks the robot's fucking head off. And then they, like, pry his arms open to get Nancy out of his arms. And Nancy's like, son of a bitch. That is a strong-ass robot. Also, the electrician calls him Robbie, which I was like, this is clearly from Forbidden Planet, which I'm here for. It's fine. Um, Robbie the robot. So, um, the electrician, once they revived him, he's like, oh, it's fine. (laughs) I was like, that robot choked you out, bitch. But he's like, no, no, it's fine. There's a tape inside him, and we just need to, like, put the correct tape in there, and he won't be a bitch. And they're like, oh, okay. So he's able to actually splice back together the tape that was in there, which I was like, this feels sus, but okay. And, like, but there's a bunch of other tapes that they find in the pantry. And so Nancy's like, maybe we should use one of the other non-murdery tapes. I'm just going to throw that out there as a possibility. And they're like, this seems like a good thing. But once they get the robot back up and running, um, the electrician's like, yeah, let's lock it in a closet so that it can't get up to anything else. I'm just saying. And they're like, that seems reasonable. So, of course, um, Ned and Bert and Dave are all selling life insurance for the summer because apparently they found out how much middle-aged housewife tale they could get by doing this or secret agenting so anyway they're like hey we've got a break from life insurancing <laughs> apparently they're gonna have like a corporate retreat and a company picnic and it's like fuck that we're not doing that let's let's go see what nancy's up to so they all come out to see what she's doing they all of course take a different room and i was like of course you do because um yeah just trying to harsh my buzz so they actually go out there with the girls like the next day. And because again, Nancy's been told to not go out there by herself, especially after the robot tries to kill her. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. It's not funny, but it is. Um, when they go out there, there's no fucking bridge. There's no bridge. Um, also there's a, they actually did eventually find somebody who would go out there and guard the house. So that's fun. Um, but the recording doesn't come up anymore, which is interesting. Nancy's like, maybe the robot disabled it. 
Honestly, during this book, as I was reading it, I was like, this is reminding me of the J.D. Robb, like, the house droids that would answer the door thing, except for it's Elon, so they're trying to murder you as well, which, again, fits in with the in-depth books. The Eve Dallas books. Yes. I'm just, just gonna throw that in there. Anyway. So, um, the Watchman's out there, but the bridge is gone, and so they go, the, uh, Nancy's entourage, they all go to the woods and find some saplings and make a bridge to go across so that they can do that. And they're like, this seems sketch as hell. Ned's the first one to go across it because Ned's like, I eat danger for breakfast. So he goes across and he's like, it's fine. Just make sure you hold him steady. So they eventually get across. They get into the house. They're all looking around like they basically split up and look into different things. And at one point, they know that Bess and Dave are in the kitchen. And then they hear screams and then nothing. And so they go in the kitchen and they're not there. So... They actually left George and Bert outside to guard the saplings because they were afraid that somebody was going to come steal them and they would be stranded at the house. So they had to leave somebody out there, which Bess should have been the one to, because Bess didn't want to go in anyway, but Bess ends up going into the house. So Nancy and Ned are poking around and then Bess and Dave are in the kitchen. So then they vanish. Nancy and Ned go in there and they can't find them. The robot is out though. And they don't know how the fuck that happened. So they go over to check out the robot. And Nancy's like, I think maybe the tape is finished. So maybe if we restart the tape. So, um, they do. And they also are like, Nancy finds that there's probably like a four foot by four foot trap door in the kitchen flooring. But she can't figure out how to get it up. And she's like, maybe the robot can do it. So... She's pretty sure if you stand near the trap door that maybe the robot will be triggered to open the trap door. So that's basically what they figure out how to do. The robot opens the door. They, um, I think that they like turn off the robot so he can't do anything else. So they can't like shut the trap door behind him because they're pretty sure that's what happens. So they go into the, the underneath of the house, which is a tunnel. Also, um, I think that they found like a secret door in the pantry that led down into a basement where they found two computers and that's it. Like they don't tell you anything else about them. There were like a big computer and a small computer. And I was like, this is 1971. Computers were a significant thing, like huge. Again, Eloning. Um, so, but they tell you nothing else about it. They were pretty sure that he that Elon built the robot and did the programming for the robot. So they were like, he has to have equipment around here to have like written the tape. And so they find that, but, but they don't ever go. Nancy doesn't even like interact with the computer whatsoever, which again, like that's fairly reasonable. She hasn't shown any inclination in that in the series so far. So it's fine. But yeah. So they go down there and they're like, best Dave, nothing. Can't hear anything. Nancy finds the end of the banister. <laughs> it has been sawed off. Nancy keeps looking at the railing for that central staircase that's all jacked to hell. And she's like, why is it that the railing ends like about three feet before where I think it should? And it just like jams straight into a wall. She doesn't understand this. It's very strange. And then she finds the end of the railing. She's like, so at one point, the all of it was intact. And then maybe something was added later. And that's why they had to cut this off because, like, it wasn't going to work there anymore. Like, maybe a wall was put in or a, a room or something. So she's like, huh. So she picks that up. They keep going down the tunnel and they eventually find um, Bess and Dave who were trying to find a way out of the tunnel because the trap door had shut behind them. And then they ended up in another room. 
And Bess was like, yeah, I was afraid we were going to die in here. Um, I think it's actually like a turret room. I think that's, yeah, they were trying to signal to people with their flashlight and eventually their flashlight battery went dead and like nobody was looking up in the turret. So anyway, so fucking weird. They managed to get out of there and yeah, they're like, this is pretty fucked up. So the next morning they have breakfast together and the guys have to get home, which I was like, "Mm, I know I love y'all. I think they actually come back later because they have like a long weekend or some shit, but anyway, it's fine. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I think they have to, because there's another time they have to rebuild the bridge, but I mean, it's fine. Um, and, and build a human chain. It's so much fun. So much fun. Okay. So Nancy takes the, the post to a carpenter, um, or yes, woodworker. I don't know. She calls the sister and the sister's like, yes, I know an excellent woodworker. And I'm like, how so many skilled artisans. Um, he, Nancy's like, can you tell me how long ago this was cut? And he's like, of course. And I was like, again, this feels sus. I don't, I don't know that the science is real. Um, he's like about three years ago. And Nancy's like, sure. And then she's like, do you, and he says, this looks familiar. And then he's like, oh, did did you get this? Is this related? She doesn't want to tell him where it came from because she doesn't want him to freak out or anything. And he's like, oh, this looks like a railing that came from this house. And she's like, oh, it does. And he's like, oh yeah, I know somebody who worked on the house. And Nancy's like, can I talk to them? And he's got a bunch of pictures of the intact staircase. And Nancy's like, this is good because I really feel like something is hidden behind that thing. So that's fun. So, um... They don't actually find what it is yet, which is weird. Like, they do eventually find it. And the way that they find it is that... Okay, so let me let me circle back. The Sea Org member who, um, because he's gone and because he's been in the Sea Org and hasn't been eating properly and has been cleaning out the bilge for several years now, um, who was like, Bess, don't you want to help poor starving Indians? Um, yes. Because, again, you know Elrond's in this. It's just that he threw a Sea Org member into it. Um... Bess got a letter from, like, Tom Sleepy Deersmith, and she was like, oh, he's, he said that he's so happy that I sent him money, and that I'm really helping him, and I, I feel really good about this, and, um, <laughs> Bess and George were like, I, know I don't, I don't like any part of this, I, I really don't, um, this is just real, real bad, please don't give him any more money, like, because again, Bess is tenderhearted and she feels really bad about the plight of the Indians. And they're like, and when they mentioned it to Ned, Ned's like, I have no problem with helping Indians who need it. And I was like, you didn't need to put that last part on there. You didn't need to put it on there. But anyway, it's fine. Like, because they're, they also are like, Bess, you shouldn't have done that. Like, that was a dumb thing to do. And so Bess is feeling kind of down about it. And Ned, like, Ned starts telling her jokes to kind of cheer her up. And I was like, that's sweet of him. Because he's like, you know, you you did a thing. But, I mean, it's fine. Like, you're best. It's okay. You Of the two things, like, to err on the side of being nice to somebody, you know, that's that's the nicer thing. But anyway, so. So, that guy, like, I think that Nancy sees him again. And, um, oh, she mentions him to Ned because she's like, he says that he was at Emerson. And I don't remember him. And, like, I don't know how else that would have happened so Ned's like I'll check into it you know me I've got connections I was like because your secret service just just accept it so um they keep searching the house they find 
they go back with Carson because Carson comes back. He's got a break from um, courting, <laughs> from lawyering. Anyway, he comes back and they go up there with his sister and she is, they find a bookcase that turns around and shows portraits of the family, like legit portraits of the Bannister family, but all their faces have been blacked out and the sister gets really mad and she's like, why would someone do this? This was a really shitty thing to do. Like, I know that my brother is an asshole, but this is just not cool. Like, I I just, I just can't. Like, she's very distraught over this. And Nancy's like, I'm sure that, like, there's, they do really good things with the art restore, restoration. Like, I'm sure that they can fix this. What they find out is that he covered the faces with black paint. If you remove the black paint, there are iron nails holding down $1,000 bills that have been nailed into the faces of these family members that he apparently hated. There's so much to unpack there that I hardly know where to start other than to say that this all just sounds like complete bullshit. So, um... They don't find this out until later. The sister is trying to peel the paint off with her fingernails. And they're watching. They're like, this is fascinating. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my God, my hand itches like fire. And they're like, son of a bitch. There's probably poison in that paint. So they take her to the doctor. And the doctor's like, thank God you got here in time. Like, as though it was like some sort of fucking wasting poison. I don't know. Anyway, but they get her all fixed up. Um, the girls are like, yeah, we better not touch this shit. So after Carson takes the sister to the hospital, I think they end up going to the hospital. Um, they like peel some of the paint, like they get a file or something and they get some paint off without touching it so that the doctor will have it to analyze to see what kind of poison it is. And that's when they find the iron nails and the thousand dollar bills. And they're like, how would, let's go find some pliers. So they pry without touching the nails out and get the thousand dollar bills and they're like this is why would he have left this here and nancy was like because he didn't have time to get it before he left (laughs) i mean what the fuck who would do this this is so dumb and it is incredibly dumb so the the bookcase actually turns around again like randomly it's as though like it's on some sort of time thing and as soon as the time is up it just switches back or whatever Nancy had found the thing that opened it. So Nancy's trying to do it again. And when she touches it, the like secret panel that she had opened closes on her hand. And then the bookcase starts to rotate and everyone starts freaking the fuck out. So they jam the bookcase so that it can't move anymore. And Nancy like smashes the panel until it breaks so that to let her out. And of course her hand's all bruised up and everyone's like, that thing kind of ripped your arm off. And Nancy's like, yeah, that sucked. (laughs) So, yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. The other thing that happens is, um, another couple says that they were swindled. Um, that Elon said that he could get them a membership into a really exclusive country club. And, like, without them having to wait in line or in the membership, whatever, queue or whatever the fuck. Um, so he gave them membership cards and they, like found out that there was going to be like a big dance or whatever. And so they got all dressed up and went out there. And when they got there, the person at the door was like, yeah, you're not on the list. And they were like, what the fuck? So he was like, here's my card. And they were like, yeah, that's not the card for our establishment. So Carson was like, again, they have no case. Like they wanted to sue the country club. And Carson's like, you can't, they didn't give you the fake card. You dipshits. So they come to the brother and sister because they're like, and, um, 
they're like, you need to pay us back for this because we paid, not only did we pay for the membership, we also paid for an expedition fee and we also paid for a jumping in line fee. And Nancy was like, internally, at first I felt sorry for them, but they're assholes. Like this is a, you're the asshole situation. You were the asshole. You got scammed because you wanted to be a dick. So she's like, Psh. so they all find this out and the brother and sister are talking about it. And then they run into them at a restaurant that they go, go to later on that night. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to talk to them, but they come up and they're like, yes, what are you going to do about this situation? And, um, I think it's Bess who was like, Cause I think that Carson is not there, but anyway, so I think Bess is like, oh, well maybe Nancy could look into your case because she's a really pr good detective. And they like bust out laughing. They're like a girl detective. <laughs> and Nancy like turns beet red because she's like, I'm going to kill you both. But she's a classy girl. So she's like, I'm going to just not say anything because y'all suck. So they go to sit down. Like, they're like, they just dismiss them, basically. And so they go sit down. And then the wife comes back over and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry that my husband was such an asshole. Like, we found out about your dad and we would love for you. How much do you charge? And Nancy was like, if you knew anything about me, you know that I don't charge. And since I'm only a teenager, I guess you just want to talk to my dad, huh? And I was like, this is among the cattiest she has ever been in these books. I'm here for it. So they're like, oh, no, no, it's fine. We we would love for you to... And Nancy's like, you should really talk to my dad. Like, we're done here. I'm an amateur and only take cases that I want. And y'all dicks. Y'all just dicks. So so that's fun. So they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to your dad. And Nancy's like, yeah, you better. Because <laughs> she's like done with these assholes. So here's the really shitty thing. So again... Clyde, the Sea Org member who has been going around telling people that he's helping out Indians on reservations, um, went to the sister, Martha, whose name I can't remember, and it was like, hey, um, I'm friends with Nancy Drew, and I've been raising funds for orphans while in the Sea Org. And she's like, oh my god, really? So when she goes, when she sees Nancy later on that day, she's like, oh, and your friend stopped by. And Nancy's like, what friend? And she's like, oh, the Sea Org member. And Nancy's like, son of a fucking bitch, should you give him any money? And she's like, yeah, I gave, I wrote him a check. And Nancy's like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more about like what you are supposedly buying with this. So she finds out that apparently the same thing, the same scam. So apparently the child that she's helping is supposed to write her a letter. And she's like, I'm so looking forward to this. When she's talking to her dad about it, um, he finds out that the land is near the land that was f the original clients, remember, who were sold that piece of land in Arizona and then went out there and found out that it was bullshit. Um, he f he finds out that like it's near there. And so he's like, let's let's go just figure this out. So they all go like, I'm sorry, they don't all go. It's Nancy and her dad. They go to Arizona and they go to the place like they go as close to the reservation as they can get. And then they actually like take horses out to the reservation, which I was like, oh, it's daddy daughter bonding time on horses. That's adorable. So they go out there and they talk to the, they're like, do you know the name of Tom Sleepy Deer, the one who wrote best the letter? They're like, is, is he here? Because they, of course, think that it's complete bullshit. And they're like, oh, yeah, he lives out there. And they're like, oh, okay, let, let's go talk to him. And he is a child because, again, you would expect them to maybe like impersonate an adult. But no, he's he's an actual child. He's a member of the tribe. So they go out there and they're like, hey, 
um, did you write a letter to a lady and like, he's nervous about talking to them, but he's like, no. And they're like, did you get any money from anyone? And they're like, no, but they're also like very wary of what's going on because they're like, I don't, I don't want to be implicated in anything bad like that. So no, what they find out is that, um, the Sea Org member and Elon came out to the reservation, like a couple of years ago and went around and found out the names of all the children and wrote them down. And they've been impersonating the children. They've been like pretending that the children were receiving the money and are really grateful and writing the letters and all this stuff. So yeah. Um, and Nancy and her dad go, they're like, oh, would you like to eat with us? And so they go into their house and eat with them. They sit on the floor and it describes the food that they have. Although it does like they have mutton actually as part of their meal, which I thought was interesting. They have sprouts. Um, they have some really thin corn. It sounds maybe like tortillas, but maybe it's not. Anyway, so they have, they have their, they share their food with them. And I was like, why are y'all eating their food? But they do say like, do you need any help? And they immediately are like, I don't, we don't fucking want your help, which again, I get because I get you, you got some reasons to be suspicious of these white people. They do eventually, like, gain their trust, and Nancy tells her friends, and they're like, yeah, we we definitely want to help them. Like, they definitely are in need of help. They had a bad harvest and et cetera. So they're like, yeah, we definitely want to help them out because they need it. Um, Also, Na- like, Nancy's horse spooks and is, like, running toward a group of people, and Nancy, like, steps out and calms the horse down, which, again, makes them like, oh, okay, she's, she's a nice person. Like, she didn't just say, well, fuck it, it's just Indians. So, um, but then like a tour group comes in, like apparently they're like a tourist destination. So people come out and just look at them, which is super fucking creepy. But anyway, so Nancy goes out to the tour bus. She's like, have you heard of these people? And he's like, oh yeah. Like, and then he looks a little bit nervous and Nancy's like, did they maybe get you to mail letters from here? Because the postmark matched, like she was like, it's weird. Somebody here has to be involved. So the guy was like, yeah, um, they asked if I wanted to make some extra money, and all I had to do was basically take the letter that they sent me, put it in an envelope, and, like, send it from the local post office, and Nancy was like, okay, okay, and he's like, oh, I've got some they actually sent me, so one of them is the letter that's meant for the sister from the, the little Indian girl that she's supposedly helping, that is like, oh, thank you so much, I, it helped my family so much to send back to her, which, again, Nancy's been busting up this kind of shit for, like, literally 40 years at this point, like, people taking advantage of lonely people or people who want to be, you know, helpful or whatever, so, yeah, anyway, so they find all that out, and I think, actually, like, Carson has to go back early, Nancy... Like, he he actually, like, flies back before she does. But anyway, um, they go back, and Nancy confronts... Actually, no, they don't find Clyde yet, the Sea Org member. Um, they go out to the house, and they eventually... Like, I can't remember... Like, Clyde comes to the door, is what it, it's... He's at the front door, and they're like, what the... Why is he the... Fu-? They don't want him to see what they're... Like, they're, like, in the middle of looking for stuff, so they don't want him to see anything or get any hints about anything, and so he's like, hey, I'm just here to... I found out you were out here, and I found out this was a really cool house, and I want to check it out, and Nancy's like, sure, bitch, um, so I think that actually, like, George and Bert are upstairs, and they're like, we have always wanted to do this, and so they get on the staircase railing and slide down... <laughs> 
And they crash into the wall at the bottom, which is the wall that was built after the staircase had been built. And they open up a secret room that's behind it. And as soon as they get in there, like this tape goes off and it says, you are now in the poison room. And they're like, the poison room? And they are um, in a poison room. It's got a bunch of different poisons on the wall. Uh, (laughs) Just like carefully labeled and put into different shelving units. And also, there's a bunch of money in there. Um, But anyway, so Nancy's like, let's tell Sea Org asshole to go to the back door. So they invite him through the back door, tackle him immediately. The guys are back, um, as as you could tell, because I was like, burn Dave. Also, like, this is the part where they were trying to get over the bridge, and the bridge collapsed. And so Nancy was walking across first, and then Ned, and Ned managed to hold on to the side, but Nancy only managed to grab Ned's ankle, and so, like, they had to form a fucking human chain to pull Nancy and Ned back up out of the moat, because, of course, the water's on fire, so, yeah, this is when that happened, um, because fuck a company picnic, so, um, they tell... Sea Org member to come around to the back of the house to tackle him, time up. And he, Nancy's like, we know what you've been doing, bitch. And so she confronts him with what she's found out. And he breaks immediately. He's like, yeah, all the all of what you're saying is true. Um, He was... I, I think that, like, it's not like he was persuaded to work with him. It was like... And Ned does check into him. And he found out that he did do some, like, guest lectures on marine biology. But nobody liked him. And then he kind of just vanished. So... He just, like, stumbled into this um, with Elon. And Elon was like, yeah, you seem like a cool person who can be my Sea Org member. So, my Sea Org of one. <laughs> so, this is the scam that they were running, basically, selling land in Arizona or whatever. Oh, shit, the other thing that happened. I'm sorry. The other thing that happened while they were in Arizona, and I was trying to remember because, like, they were dropped off by helicopter, and the guy was like, be back here at 4 o'clock, and they were like, oh, shit, I don't know if we're going to make it. Um, They heard somebody say, like, oh, there's been a copper mine, not a copper mine, but, like, a somebody was, like, basically prospecting, and they found some copper out in the desert, and, like, there's a bunch of people out there trying to stake claims on it. And Nancy and her dad look at each other and they're like, what the shit? What the, is this 1865? Like, what the shit? So they go out there and it's, because Carson's like, that sounds very close to the land that was like fraudulently sold to my clients. So he goes out there and there's a woman out there who's like, she is described in the text as a mannish woman. Anyway, she's out there like yelling at the people and she's like, calm the fuck down. Like, this is like she's pretty sure that it's her family property. Like that, you know, I I guess if you have enough property, you're not really exactly sure. Anyway, but she's out there like trying to calm everybody down. They're like, this is my land. And Carson's like, look, all y'all shut the fuck up. Do any of you have a deed? And some of them are like, well, I mean, and Carson's like, some asshole's been selling people false deeds, so y'all need to just calm the fuck down. Let's just get this shit figured out. So, like, they calm everybody down because it, it seemed like it was going to be really weird. So, they were they were happy that that panned out correctly. Oh, panned out. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, 
they try to drum up interest in it. There, there's like all the, he scammed people in like any, any way that Elon could think of. He was scamming people, Twitter. Um, so yeah, like they are all completely disgusted with him by this point. And so they're like, do you know where he is? And Clyde's like, well, I know that he called Nancy Drew and said that he was his brother to try to dissuade her from the case. Oh shit. The other thing that happened, Nancy got two mysterious, weird typed letters at her hotel. And one was like, find the skeleton bracelet. And the other one was like, find the armor mask. And Nancy was like, huh? So the skeleton bracelet Bess found a book that was referring to a skeleton bracelet, and she's like, okay, it's probably hidden somewhere in this house. Second was the armor mask, and Nancy was like, probably the robot. So they find a tape, and they put it in the robot, and it's like one of them is marked top secret. Ned finds that one. He's like, I feel like this one's going to be important. So they put it in the robot, and the robot goes and points at different things. One is the thing they've already found, like it's in the bookcase. The other is it points at a certain desk drawer, and they manage to get the desk drawer open, and they find... um. Elon's last will and testament. And it's like, huh? Nancy's like, yeah, we ain't touching that. We're going to leave that for my dad. Um, the robot also points at like a few other places. And they, when they investigate those, like when they get into the poison room, for example, they find a bunch of money. So there's that. Um, like not only money, but a list of everybody that he swindled. And I was like, it's so, so nice of, all the villains in Nancy Drew Mysteries to be so very conscientious and meticulous with their bookkeeping to be like, first off, I'm going to get a bunch of shit monogrammed and just drop it at various places. Second, I'm going to be real, real for IRS reasons. I'm going to keep a detailed log of everybody I fucked over. So, so they're talking to Clyde about all this, and he's like, yeah, I came back because he owed me a bunch of money from helping him on his swindles, and he was not here, and so he had a key to the back door, so he was able to get in. He disabled the tape at the front door because he didn't want people coming back around. He wanted the house to appear like it had been deserted because he knew there was a bunch of shit in the house, and he wanted to get to it. Um, and then Nancy's like, well, do you know where he is right now? And he's like, oh, he's dead. Carson had tracked dipshit, Elon, to Florida, where he had bought a boat. And Carson was like, okay, well, this is easy. I'm going to alert everybody that within like a a span. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Um, Within a span of that region so that if he stops for fuel, he'll be arrested. So this is pretty easy. But he wasn't caught. And so um, CR member was like, oh, no, he's dead. Like his boat exploded. And Nancy's like... <laughs> And Clyde's like, yeah, it was in the news. Like, if you look at it, it's his name backwards, just with K's instead of C's. And Nancy's like, huh. Huh. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> here's the, here is the most bonkers thing about this. Everyone accepts that. Everyone's like, okay, I guess he's dead now. Okay, okay. Um... The brother and sister come out and they're like, well, thank God that you found all this money so that we can reimburse his victims because that was horrible and we felt really shitty. And um, everyone's like, three cheers for Nancy. And she's like, Robbie the robot is really the one who solved this case. And I was like, she's kind of not wrong, actually. <laughs> Robbie was super helpful when he wasn't trying to murder people. The murder bot, the occasional murder bot. He had a murder tape, but he also had a be helpful tape. <laughs> And in this age of AI and chat GPT, it feels useful to remind yourself, it's a fucking tape. Change the tape. 
just change the tape and he might not try to kill you. Oh, God. Anyway. Oh, man. Now we got to talk about what we've learned. Oh, my God. It's time for what have we learned. Um, the, This dude is clearly not dead. Like, mm, he's L-Ronning. He's... He's Eloning. He's doing all of these things. He's doing all these things and more. He is restarting that Sea Org. Um, seriously, at the end of it, when she's like, "Yes, I am sure that this Sea Org member would definitely not lie to me about Elon," which, oh God, like that's that's making so much sense to me now that I'm saying all these words together. Um, but oh my God, like, and it's so fucking weird because it's like he has the last will and testament. All, all the shit he had is stolen. Um, he has a house. There's a point where, like, he's, Nancy's walking through the house with the sister and, like, and Bess and George. And she's like, I just don't know what we're going to do with this place. Like, who would want to buy it? And the girls are like, internally, no one. No one would want this monster. Like, the, it's it's so fucked up. Like, you walk in and you're like, I feel really weird about everything. Why the serpents? Why the serpents eating poisonous things? Nancy's talking to Ned and she's like, okay, so, like, do you recognize any of these things? And he was like, yes, I took a college class in poisons. And I was like, again, you're, you are definitely giving secret service or some other branch of secretive government organization. Um, but he's like, yes, this is Jimson weed, which of course made me think of Golden Girls. Um, but like, or this is a, a poison arrow from poison dart frogs, which I was like, yes, but it's cool. We all know about this, but in 1971, maybe not as common knowledge. Like, so fucking weird. It's like there were a thousand rabbit holes. This thing could have gone down and it was like, we're going to have him die in a boat crash and off screen and nobody. And is he going to come back later? Absolutely. He is going to Gene Parmesan this shit and he's going to like pop out from behind some balloons and it's going to be weird. But at the end of it, they're like, yeah, it's fine. We caught, we caught the Sea Org member. And I was like, again, you caught the Sea Org member. You did not catch the brains behind this operation. And again, if he's been swindling people, like, of course he could have swapped some bodies or whatever the fuck. Oh my God. Mm. Also, people in 1971 were apparently still like trying to claim land like it was the 1800s. Huh? Oh my God. Mm. And again, they're like, Maybe they were here and, like, salting some mines, which, uh, again, not unheard of, but still so fucking weird. Um, yeah. This is just a weird one. This is just a weird, weird ride. And the robot that could do all these things, if you put a tape inside it, that, like, you had to cross your fingers and hope for the best. And, yeah, it's it's just all real weird. Like, you feel bad for the brother and sister who were like, Hey, we just, we wanted him to direct his creative powers to good, and he absolutely would not. And we just kept trying, and we bailed his ass out, and this is it. This is it, bitch. You cannot help but understand where they're coming from. So there's that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I feel like in this book, like, this weird obsession that probably Harriet had with just like marionettes and that type thing, which again, popped up a lot in the books that she was directly responsible for. Like it all came to a head. She was like, I can make a robot and it can attack people. It can try to kill Nancy, but also assist her. And is that not what AI is for really? Is it not? Anyway, I don't know. It's, mm, uh, there's just a lot. There's just a lot. So 
next time we're going to be checking out the secret of mirror bay which has one of the most interesting covers of the books because when i was eight years old and going through the nancy drew books at the library i was like (gasps) because nancy's on the cover but she looks like somebody's like hiding her mouth like she can't talk which i was like interesting interesting i like it interesting also of course a bay which is mirror-like. So I'm excited for all of us to experience this again for the first time or for the literal first time. We don't know how it's going to play out. Um, Yeah. Do I stand by my claim that Nancy and Ned have been married for like the last 30 years? Absolutely. Absolutely. They just trying to keep it on the download because of his government things. And I do love that he's like, I know you're from Emerson. And Nancy's like, fuck no, you don't. That is Ned's training ground for his secret government operative shit. So fuck no, you don't. That's how I know that you're wrong. That's how I know that you're not correct at all. Anyway, so help out the Indians. There's no asterisk there, Ned. Help out all of them. The ones who are actually living in the subcontinent and also the ones that should be referred to as First Nations peoples. So there's that. And until next time, as always... Stay sleuthy, my friends.